Welcome to Keep Them Coming with Open the Doors Coaching. I'm your host, Kristen Thomas. I'm a certified sex coach and clinical sexologist based in Kansas City. And I just love to talk to people about what goes on in their sex lives and relationships. I also enjoy good conversation about love, heartache, activism, or making change in the world. Be warned, you should probably be 18 and over and probably listening on your headphones. Thanks for tuning in. My show today is the first part of a two-part series that I am doing about pandemic porn stars. So I was really happy to welcome your chaotic girlfriend, aka Dr. Girlfriend, to the show. She's a Twitter friend who I watched make a transition. (laughs) You know, when the pandemic hit, a lot of people had the office jobs, eight to fives. That shit wasn't working for everybody. Not just you know, the idea of going into the office, whatever the pay was, things like, like, a lot of people decided to just make a change. And you know, I love to tell people stories, especially when it involves sex and intimacy. So of course, I wanted to find out what it was like to make that switch to doing online sex work. We talked about what it's like to have your nude photos leaked online and to get doxxed and how she took control of the situation after that. You may also be surprised to learn how much work it actually takes to be an online sex worker. We got into some of the nitty gritty about how she's built her business. Because legit, it is a business. No matter what you think, it's a fucking business. We also figured out that we're Pogo sisters. So we had a fun conversation about that too. As always, drop me a line, Kristen, at Open the Doors Coaching. If you have any questions, show topics that you'd like to suggest, or you just want to say hi. Tune in to next week's episode, which is part two of my interview with Pandemic Porn Stars. That one will be with a former lover of mine, Johnny Aranya. It's actually a lot of fun interviewing a former lover. Uh, yeah, I think you'll like that interview for sure. So tune in next week for that one. Okay, on with the show. On my show today, I am joined by a Twitter friend of mine. We'll call her Dr. Girlfriend. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. I'm so glad that you're on Keep Them Coming today because I have had a few guests on lately um, talking about sex work. And you are someone who I followed pre-pandemic and I saw an evolution, witnessed it firsthand. You're one of the many folks who saw the, the opportunity and you made some shifts and you are having fun it looks like a <laughs> lot of fun on OnlyFans these days I am it is a lot of fun so I wanted to talk to you about some of your experiences I'm sure there are people out there listening who have been on OnlyFans page before or other people who may have no idea whatsoever or may have just heard it talked about in pop culture so tell us a little bit more about OnlyFans and what what it is OnlyFans is kind of like It's kind of best described as like a X-rated Instagram that you have Mm -hmm. to pay to follow people usually. I mean, there are free accounts, but yeah, it's like a porn Instagram. So you can log in, follow people. There's a news feed where people can post. It can be text posts, videos, photos. It's just mostly like any other social media site, only way hornier. (laughs) And way hotter. Yes. (laughs) 
and it's it's different from fat life. It's not about people going on there to find people who and to connect with people who are into those things to then meet outside in the real world or even in you know online. It is much more of like a um I, I think it's like a blend between Instagram and like 900 numbers. You are, you know, you used to call up a sex worker. Because I mean, this mm-hmm. is sex work. Let's be real. And, and I am totally like, a, mm-hmm. a sex work is legitimate work. Um, I myself had an OnlyFans page for a short time. We can talk about that in just a second. Um, <laughs> but like, it's for people who who may still want to get out there and support. So think about FetLife. Think about Instagram. Think about a 900 number. You're sort of combining all of those things where you can go find things that are niche or kinky or into the fetish that you're into. But you're paying this worker, this person who has their own page. They are a small business owner, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, and like you can either pay to see what they have available or you can connect with them and even make requests or do private chats and videos and things like that, right? Yeah, you can get lots of really, really personalized content. Not everyone offers customs or um, like ongoing communications. I'm it's really every girl does her own thing. So, but the people that do, you can request pictures, videos specific to your exact kinks, fetishes, whatever you're into or curious about. So it just adds like a more personal layer to your pornography. Mm-hmm. It's really fun. Yeah. So you, we talked before the show, you weren't just somebody who turned to this because of necessity. I mean, yes, the, the pandemic did make some shifts in your life, but this mm-hmm. wasn't just something you were like, oh God, I'm desperate and I have to turn to this. This was actually something you'd thought about before and it just sort of uh, opened the door for you, it sounds like. That's exactly what happened. I, As soon as I heard about the site, I was interested. I have always had a lifelong secret dream of being a Playboy Playmate mm-hmm. um, without all this skeevy Hugh Hefner stuff. So having an opportunity to kind of jump into, to jump into, just being a hot girl for money, I had to take it. <laughs> oh my God, that just hit me. Hot girl, hot girl Meg, didn't hot, didn't Meg the Stallion send you some fucking Bitcoin? Yeah. Okay, I, I <laughs> forgot about that. Please tell me this story. Uh, I, unfortunately, there's really not that much of a story. It was just one of those things. Um, she and Cardi B both do these like cash app giveaways on Twitter sometimes. And I saw that Megan posted one for Bitcoin and I was just like, fuck it. So I threw my, I replied to it or whatever. And then I forgot about it entirely until I checked my cash app again. And it was like, oh, here's like $9 in Bitcoin from Megan the Stallion. <laughs> just I weird. Mean, it's only $9 and it was just a brief thing, but still like. Um, she noticed me or yeah. someone close to her did, I will take it. <laughs> Hell yes. That's just like, that's personal trivia that you get to hold on to for the rest of your life. I think that's really that's what I live fucking for. rad. I love it. I love Megan the Stallion. So, uh, so personalized content is definitely available from you. And I'm curious, what, what are some of the requests that you've gotten? I actually, I offered customs whenever I first started thinking that's just like what I should be doing Mm -hmm. but I found out that I have a bit of uh kind of I don't know if it's oppositional defiance disorder or what I have going on but once someone asks me 
or expect something of me specifically, especially if it's like a straight man, let's be serious. I no longer want to do that thing. Oh, got a little bit so, of a brat in you. That's a brat. Uh, according to every kink test I've taken, I am a hundred percent brat and boom. It's it. Yeah. I nailed ya. Nailed it. As soon as you said like too much of a like, brat to do customs. <laughs> I do offer them sometimes I'll do like it's just like very limited I can't just have that door open for anybody because once you ask me to do something I don't care anymore (laughs) that okay I tried to do I tried to be a phone sex operator for a summer when I first started this business partly to learn more about myself and like where my boundaries were learn more about people and kind of work on my poker face or on the phone you know not laughing at somebody when they told me what they were into yeah. And I found that too. I had that brat in me that they wanted me to do this. I'm like, I don't want to do this for you. And it didn't matter what the scenario was. It was like, I don't want to do this for you, for them. Like, yeah, I felt that Someone too. could ask me to do something that I am like super into. And it's like my favorite thing in the world. But if it's like, Hey, do this for me. I'm like, uh, make me like yeah. immediately <laughs> or what? Yeah, yeah, you would definitely be a bratty submissive, and any dom that's going to deal with you is going to need to know what they are in for. I have not been tamed yet, so I don't know if there is any taming brats. Maybe it's just like a a temporary thing where they just sort of guide you, and it's going to make you think it's your idea. But like, there's no breaking brats. I just. I love being a brat because it really weeds out like the weak dominant people. Yes. Yes. Cause there's a lot of people that are quote unquote doms that are really just assholes. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Bingo. Is that okay to say? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You can totally cuss. I say motherfucker all the time on here, <laughs> especially when I refer yeah. to Donald Trump. They're just assholes. So if I can like <laughs> mm, resist them, they have to prove that they can make me do it. You know, it works mm-hmm. out for everyone. Yeah, it's sort of like they've got to earn place. it. It's a little bit of earning it. Yeah, the word they got to be worth my submission. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. I don't. I only play dom right now. I don't play submissive. I've got. I've got someone in my life that uh, is a submissive. But that's another story for another day. But yeah, I did do OnlyFans a little bit this year, and again, I'm just a very experiential person. I'm willing to give anything you try once or twice sometimes three times yeah girl it's work thank you yes it's hard fucking work (laughs) it's so hard everybody thinks that you can just kind of sign up and post a couple things and the money just rolls in and it's not like that at all unfortunately no you are kidding yourselves just like anything else this takes effort it it takes some strategy to it it takes a little bit of playing with it to see what's going to work for you. Like you have to sort of find your audience and your following and put enough variety out there that you can't start like casting the wide net, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. What are some of the, your favorite things that you've done to put out there? Like not things that have been asked of or demanded of you, but what do you, what kind of content do you like making? I like to do like I'm open and willing to do anything unfortunately um with 
the panorama panty raid as a lot of my <laughs> friends call it uh pandemic going on it makes it hard for me to be comfortable doing anything collaborative really mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I right now I'm just kind of into getting a bunch of different sexy looks trying to get new angles at home I look at a lot of other sex workers for inspiration and the community is just so great because we all just hype each other up it's so fun Good. but I just like I don't know I just like being a hot girl online <laughs> I don't have like a lot of specifics <laughs> Well, you've got great boobs. I will say oh that. God, thank you. I grew them myself. Same. Do you get asked that? Like, did you grow those yourself? Um, no. <laughs> well, not anymore because you're on camera. You know, people right. can see it. But yeah, in the dating world before I'd show them. That's, that's what they asked just so I'd like, get me to show them. Yeah. God, they think they're tricky. Right. Mm, it worked more times than it should have. <laughs> I don't know. Like... When you got big boobs, you're kind of, a lot of people like showing them off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. I, uh, I definitely was throwing tit pics around for free for way too long. Oh God. I had some friends, gosh, it was the summer after my freshman year of college. And I you know, came back home for the summer and hanging out with friends who were a couple years older, a couple years younger. And these two guys who were a year behind me were just graduating. We were at one of the graduation parties and they were like, we've got a picture of your boobs. And you know, this is film, like film picture, not digital, of course. And I was like, no, you don't. I'm like, yeah, we do. I'm like, no, you don't. Even if you do, you can't prove it. It's mean like, yeah, we can. I'm like, why? They're like, cause you took the picture yourself down your shirt. I'm like that doesn't say anything. They get the picture out and it had this really distinctive necklace of mine that I got in Mexico, like when I was in eighth oh grade, I'm the only person on the planet who has this necklace. And I was like, <laughs> those are my tits. Yep. Oh no. That's it. And you can't deny it at that point. No, I, I know that there's people out there. I went to high school and even college with who know me as like the girl who just loved her boobs. In fact, my That's former- who I was. My former best friend, like the girl who doesn't speak to me anymore, but was my best friend for like 14 years. Um, those too. She, we have so much in common. She did not have much in that department. Um, and, but she never really seemed super self-conscious about it. But I've heard feedback from other friends of ours. She's like, God, she just hated how much you liked your boobs. She was always like, God, Kristen's just in love oh. with her boobs. Be jealous, People bitch. used to complain about that, about me too. Like at this point, I feel like it just sounds like I'm lying, but all of these things happened to me exactly. <laughs> I mean, I can believe it. I can totally believe it. I really was throwing around boob pics for free for a long time. And then I actually had pictures leaked whenever mm. I was in my early, early 20s. Mm. What was that experience about? Um. It was horrible. I don't know who did it to this day, but it was not fun. I I don't remember how I found out. I think some someone posted them on some forum with my actual full name. Mm. And I think even the school I went to. Like in college? No, I didn't go to college. Okay. Okay. So but you were in you weren't in you weren't a minor. Right, right, right. It was like okay. shortly after high school, but okay. like college age, yes. Okay. But they were like, 
I would just get these messages from random people that I never heard of with screenshots of my own nudes. And they were just like, hey, just so you know, I found these online. And some people were like, oh, I just want, just thought you should know, like, I'm just trying to be nice. And then other people would send them to me and be like, keep your fucking tits in your shirt, you whore. And I'm just like, why can you guys not just see nipples and like jerk off and move on and not be weird? Why, what would ever compel you to look me up and speak to me? Like, that is so weird. The whole thing is weird. First off, even if they're trying to be nice, because like, what can I do about it? It was on I actually probably won't name all the sites it was on, but it was scattered around different places of the internet. Do you think it was like an ex or like a mean ex-friend or? <sighs> There's really no way to know. When I say I was throwing those pictures out, I mean, <laughs> like dollar bills at a strip club. It was like, you who wants some? Come uh, get some. Uh, so so that's I mean, on like, me. That's on me. <laughs> but at the same time, we should be able to put pictures of our bodies, however we want out there to, whether it's a public forum, like OnlyFans or Twitter or to someone in a private message. Mm-hmm. We should be able to not worry about like that that's not used against us. It's not leveraged against us somehow. Right. You know, to think about what what was that person going to do down the road? Were they going to try to send it to your boss one day, like keep following you on LinkedIn and then find out where you work and then right. try to shame you with it or prevent you from gaining something in life? Like that's the shitty thing around. And that, it says a lot this. more about them yes. than it does about the person they're trying to quote unquote expose, right? Exactly. Exactly. That's all my thing about all the nude leaks is it doesn't look bad upon the actress who or actor who took the nude pictures of themselves. Mm -hmm. We should be able to take, and it's just skin. They're just body parts. Right. Just because we sexualize them. People are so weird about it. They are so weird (laughs) about it. And like the, again, the whole thing of doxing somebody and trying to shame you by putting something out there that you didn't put out there to that level you know yes you've been sending people tit pictures or whatever else but you didn't put it on those forums you know and and the power that they're trying to exert over you or or trying to create fear in Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. and now fuck it you're selling it making money off of it that's exactly right and I'm like overall I'm grateful that that happened because now I can appreciate like the beauty of the fact that I'm in control of everything I'm doing and everything I'm putting out there. And like knowing that I don't have a boss anymore to worry about finding anything. Both my parents know what I do Mm -hmm. and I have their full support. My family knows, my friends know, my therapist knows, my partner knows. So it's like, what you got? (laughs) <laughs> right yeah to anyone that I mean, tries to come at you <laughs> don't try me because I'm really nice <laughs> and you shouldn't try to do anything mean to me but if you do I have a lot of people that will not like you right and also what is there what's there to do at that point when there's you're being your authentic self there's nothing to shame you about because there's no there that's not a secret this is not something that you're hiding and most people out there would expect, oh, she's on OnlyFans. She's hiding it. But not at all. New. No. Most of my friends that are on OnlyFans aren't hiding it at all. 
It's a good way to be. Early on, I had some friends asking me for advice because they were thinking about getting into it. And me having already experienced that leak prior in my life, I got to tell them like, if you don't think you can handle this happening, (laughs) maybe don't do this or be extra careful or just think about how you would feel if all the people around you knew about it. Would you be okay? Would they be okay? And would you be okay if they're not okay? Mm-hmm. Because people are weird and gross and have shitty intentions sometimes. But if you have the right people around you, it's like, do whatever you want. Be yourself. Be a hoe. Be a slut. Yeah. Whatever you want. <laughs> Reclaim those words. Hell yeah. I mean, I had those thoughts and feelings when I first started it. And I, I did delete my page. And it wasn't out of shame or anything like that. It wasn't that I was, I, of course, I went through the whole process though of what if a client sees this page? You know, maybe I just won't show my face as often. You know, all the stuff just rolled through my mind. And at, at the end of the day, I decided I didn't care if someone saw me because what were they going to do? Use it against me or just be like, you know, I fire you as my coach. Like, okay, that's fine. We're probably not a fit anyway. If you judge <laughs> sex workers, that's, right. that's been another thing is, you know, the conversations with my marketing guy about what I talk about, and what I don't. He's like, this is getting kind of political. I'm like, that's okay. Because if you don't believe in racial, social, and economic justice, we're not going to get along anyway. That's exactly I'm not right. going to want to help you. I have the same rules with my business. <laughs> mm-hmm don't like what I've got. That's okay. There's other people out there that can help you. I don't need to waste my time, money or effort, but yeah, I mean, I ultimately just deleted it because it was too much fucking work and I didn't have time. It's a lot of time. People don't think about it. It's, I mean, getting ready, setting up the shots, uh, framing the shots, getting the outfits together, you know, editing the pictures, editing the videos, putting it out, promoting it making sure you're retaining your fan base, staying engaged. Like it's a full-time job. It's Mm -hmm. not just something you can really do passively if you want to see those like ideal results. (laughs) It is just like if you are trying to sell a product, like on any other social media platform, having to do all the, like you got to buy your outfit. You got to do the lighting. You got to do like all the things and then take that piece of content that you made and then break it apart and put it like up multiple ways. Mm-hmm. Whether that's because you've got private messaging, right? You can just direct message your followers and say, Hey, I yep. put up a new video. Here's an extended version of it. And they pay mm-hmm. more for it or something. Um, but like you, you can't just go on there and search easily on OnlyFans. You've got to find other ways to drive people to your page, right? Yep. Yeah. There's not like, I'm trying to think of an example, like a Spotify or Instagram Explorer page, mm-hmm. the Instagram Explorer page. Like you can't just really go to the site and scroll like an endless amount of content creators to subscribe to. You have to kind of already know about them or get a link from someone else, word of mouth, whichever. But it doesn't just really put you out there. You have mm-hmm. to do a lot of the work yourself. Yeah. And that was why I wasn't too worried about anybody finding me. Someone did actually find me though. But they found me through Twitter. <gasps> always Twitter. It's always Twitter. Because you use Twitter primarily to drive people to your OnlyFans page, yeah, right? I do. So, well, we have a mutual friend. Well, mutual lover. He's my <laughs> former lover. He's not my lover anymore. But, uh, but yeah, he 
we had filmed some content together and he had it up. So I had a friend message me on Facebook and say, hey, my girlfriend and I were on Twitter this weekend when we were looking for other naughty couples and we came across this page and you're on it. And I just wanted to make sure you knew because I wasn't tagged in that particular post. Right. Um, oh my goodness. And I, as far as I knew, that person was married. So I was like, I think you got hacked. And then I just like left it at that. And he was like, um, no. And then he like messaged to like show it was him. I was like, okay, but I thought you were married. I respect like, you for trying the, I think you got right. <laughs> well, he was like, well, actually I took to come out to you. Uh, my wife and I are polyamorous and like, we're about to come out. Like we've been with this other couple for a while. And so like, we both kind of came out to each other there about like doing our own thing because I was in it I'm in an open relationship mm -hmm. um but doing the OnlyFans stuff was kind of like part of that whole thing right. uh but yeah maybe him finding me on there helped him feel a little bit more comfortable confident like talking about his own thing but yeah it gave me a little panic attack for a moment because I was like <gasps> am I ready for that am I ready for people scary. to like see me that like I know it's scary I have locals that subscribe to my page all the time Sometimes like, and like people from high school that I don't even know why they remember me will sign up with their full names, which you do not have to do, by the way, you can use a fake name when you sign up. If you don't want the person you're following to know that it is you PSA. <laughs> oh God. And, and even though I'm so comfortable and like fine with everything, I'm always just like, Oh, the Hey, <laughs> say hi or something. Right. That because that's the one thing if like you get a subscriber and they don't you know who they are and they don't say anything, you're like, okay, you're just looking at my tits and it, okay. Right. I'm like, do you not like it? <laughs> just very strange. Like you're just standing over there in the shadows. Right. Are you gonna have to face these people again at your class reunion one day too? Oh, I'm not going to that. <laughs> uh we were supposed to have our 20 year and uh our gal didn't bother to plan it and then blamed everybody else for not helping so hmm. there was that but i guess i won't be going to class reunion anymore either so eh, who needs them? so i mean i don't have to worry about facing those motherfuckers either well some of them might be listening i don't know who cares yeah they are. <laughs> if they were we dicks, didn't they trim were dicks, out they whatever cool. they were cool Oh, but yeah, that's part of what we were talking about a moment ago with the idea of having your pictures leaked versus being in control of your content being put mm -hmm. out, you know, and the, the, the doxing versus you being in the driver's seat. Another conversation that's been out there this summer, especially since OnlyFans really has exploded this year. I mean, a lot of other platforms Absolutely. have taken off too. So the market did get a little bit saturated this year. But mm -hmm. I saw a lot of Twitter posts about shitty men who are talking about don't date a woman who's been on OnlyFans. Da, da, da. Those men have little to nothing to offer anybody <laughs> romantically. <laughs> so agreed. Agreed. I just keep on scrolling. I think those are probably the same guys who disparage women with tattoos mm -hmm. or piercings or oh. Mm -hmm. Or wild colored hair. Yeah, I I just can't honestly tell you how much I don't care about their opinions. <laughs> I <don't laughs> like get, I don't care. I just to don't try get to it. Change them. It's just 
That's just I don't some... get it though, because you can't tell me that most of those men aren't watching pornography somewhere. Of course they are. Of course they are. So they're fine with someone else's sisters, daughters, mothers, even producing content that they've consumed. They are but- pointing with one hand and jerking off with the other is what they're doing. <laughs> Yes. Yes. That's that's 100% true. It just sickens me and it bothers me. So if you're a listener and you're doing that and you're saying like, I would never date a woman who's been on OnlyFans. She wouldn't date you, bro. (laughs) She wouldn't date you and you wouldn't deserve her if she did. So just. You wouldn't know what to do with her when she started doing her bag of tricks on you anyway, honey. Exactly. Exactly. I wish I had more to say about it, but I just, I'm a Libra moon. I can't give myself enough energy to like care about men with shitty opinions. <laughs> I, I lament them too much. I know that. But the problem is sometimes I'm the one dealing with, I don't actually, all my clients really are wonderful. They really are. I don't have any client, not a single one right now that I don't enjoy working with. They're all real good people but I've had people contact me or just like reach out on socials that I'm just like, I don't know. I don't, I don't even want to fucking help you because these questions that you're asking me right now, like you will not like the answers I give you. My problem is also that I can't really engage even if it's negatively with men like that, because some of them really get off on it. Mm, That's true. So I can't give them any attention at all. do you do the whole block and then like get money and then block and then like what is that whole thing about that's a different little subset of sex work that exists on twitter called fandom financial domination Mm -hmm. i think are usually the girls that do that i don't think everyone that has an unblocking fee or dm fee is fandom but yeah all fandom should do that (laughs) so So basically it's financial domination Yes. And basically the way we're talking about it right now, as it relates to me and what I do is I have a DMP on my Twitter page, very low $10 and you can DM me. And a lot of people test it. They'll just, they think they're entitled. They think they have something to offer. So they'll message me and say, Hey, but if I don't have a cash app notification prior to that message, they get instantly blocked. And mm-hmm. I have an unblocking fee posted on my bio that's $50 right now. So if they want to try again, they have to pay that. So that's just very surface level intro to how that works. Can I ask, do you make very much off of that? Sometimes. It just depends. Everything, I think a lot of the online sex work or sex work in general is really just, it ebbs and flows. It's kind of like a feast or famine living to make so Mm -hmm. sometimes we'll get an influx sometimes if like we have a tweet that goes gets a lot of attention people will approach more often sometimes we don't have that for a while so it's like a dry spell it just ebbs and flows (laughs) I'd wondered about that because I mean I'm on Twitter and I've seen some pages that have that and I was like I wonder if that works and I see why it works for some people because there are just guys out there who want 
a woman to just walk all over them. There, you know? Yeah, there's a lot of people out there that can, they just, they get off on having their wallets drained. Mm-hmm. It's it's a whole separate thing. Pay, pay. It can be a lot of fun though. Exactly. Yeah. Pay, pay. Human ATM, whatever. Yeah. All the hashtags. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I... I, I had someone reach out recently who, who he is into that. And honestly, I think it's only because of my, like following some people on Twitter this year and trying to like dive into it a little bit more from my understanding mm-hmm. that I was able to talk to him effectively about like his thoughts and feelings around it and the guilt and shame that he has, but also the euphoria that he gets. And yeah, it's, I think he was just appreciative that I wasn't judgmental of that whole dynamic. I mean, I don't, I don't completely understand all the ins and outs of it, but it's a whole, it's a power thing. Exactly. Right? Yeah. A hundred percent. It's a hundred percent a power thing. Mm-hmm. I had a friend who used to do this uh, as a phone sex operator um, professionally, and she had, had like a persona, um, mm-hmm. sweetly sensual Sarah is what she went by. Living in New York City, she said there's a lot of guys around there who inherited their money um, and their money came from nefarious ways, like their family, you know, especially like Rockefellers and shit like that. Like mm-hmm. they did not come by their money except by taking advantage of working class people and killing indigenous populations. Like, of course, of course, that's so, how people build wealth. Exactly. <laughs> so a lot of those people actually do have a lot of guilt around their family wealth, but because they didn't, they didn't do anything you know, to participate in that system, but they're the heir apparent. Uh, so they just want to give their money away. Uh, so I would love to meet those people. <laughs> right. So there's, Send I think there's just way. all sorts of reasons why people, those men may have an aversion to money. You know, they may have again, that, that guilt with it. They may have something that is tied to service. Uh, they may have something that's tied to humiliation. Sometimes. Um, yeah. Sometimes so it could be anything and that's just like any other kink or fetish sexual interest and I love that I get to talk about it in a way and to people that are so cool that like I've had guys pay to dm me to talk about these like potential fetishes that they might have and they wanted to know more about it and they wanted to feel more comfortable with their sexuality so if my presence on Twitter and OnlyFans and me selling titty pics can make other people more, you know, aware that it's okay to be a sexual person and it's okay to get weird with weird people as long as you're not an asshole about it and doing whatever you're doing with consenting adults. Fucking get weird with it and who cares? Do whatever you want. Yes. That's my goal. That's my end goal here. It's not really about OnlyFans money. It's not about anything. I just want people to feel more comfortable being freaky, dirty fucks. Maybe you should consider becoming a sex coach one day. Um, I mean, teach me how. (laughs) Well. You need an apprentice? Well, actually... Uh, no, I, I really, I love the program that I did. I went through sex coach U. um, it took a couple of years. Um, mm-hmm. it's way cheaper than grad school. That's fair. And you don't even have to have like a college degree to go through this program. You know, the, the, I think the thing that I did that helped me the most through it was going to a SAR, which was a sexual attitude readjustment realignment seminar. 
they bombard you with just all this imagery and all this information. And it is designed to give you like a visceral reaction. And it's to help you see like, where, where do you have these reactions? Do they feel like a good reaction? Or do they feel like a weird reaction? Like, are you not feeling comfortable with this? Helping you get in tune with your body during that process so that you know who you want to work with, who you're maybe uncomfortable working with. And just to be honest from that point about those feelings. Like if you don't feel right working with trans people, don't work with trans people. Don't fuck them up. You know, if you don't feel right working with monogamous people, don't work with monogamous people. Yeah. Find, don't find get your poly population. somewhere where you're going to just, you know, shit all over these people that are yes. looking for help. <laughs> yes. But you know, it really helped me understand more about myself and my sexuality and, and the people that I wanted to help. But then it also gave me this huge network of people in that little cohort who are now all over the country and the world um, that I can turn to. So yeah, if you're genuinely interested in it or anybody else that's listening, uh, sex, sex coach you is seriously what I think. Cause I come from a place of abundance. I think that there could be thousands more of us and there would still be plenty of people to help on this planet because holy shit. There's room for everybody in yes. sex work and sex related work. like. There's room for all of us. <laughs> yeah. We'll tell you what, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about that because you did mention something about like the camaraderie among sex workers. And I want to dive into that a little more. I would love to. Perfect. It's time for a quick break. I promise it'll just be a minute. So stay tuned. I'll be right back after a few words that help me get paid. And we're back. So... I've heard this from other people, whether it's strippers, it's people who are phone sex operators. I mean, I even experience it with my stuff with coaching that people in these industries do tend to I mean, sort of stick together and help one another out. So you've, you see, it sounds like you've found that that's been your experience, but how, how are you getting in touch with people right now, especially with the pandemic and, and. And it's like you say, it's not like you can just go through a feed and find people. Like, how are you getting connected to other people in your industry to get this support and camaraderie? It was really cool how it happened for me personally, anyway. Um, once I started getting involved with OnlyFans and really kind of wanting to learn more about Twitter fandoms and online sex work, I kind of just started, it starts with an alt Twitter account that with follows all the spammy only fans accounts no offense some of them are spammy i know you guys know it the retweets for retweets it's good to yeah. do it's great for exposure but i have like a separate account where i follow all of those so i follow them and then from there you can find like people that do kind of more like what i do which is just like a lot of regular tweeting and then some sexual things <laughs> i was able to find a small group of girls i started following them I saw what they were doing. I uh, just watched and kind of took notes. I did not ask them for anything, did not ask them for advice. I just watched and observed. And then I slowly kind of started trying to emulate the things that they were doing to see if I could get the same results. And one day after trying that for maybe a couple of weeks, I get a DM and they're like, hey, we're adding you to our group chat. <laughs> So they kind of adopted me and took me under their wing and they were like, put no free DMs in your bio right now, set an unblocking <sighs> key, 
don't ever post free pictures of your toes. Like they just gave me this like short list of rules and <laughs> made themselves available to me. So I was lucky. I kind of got like swooped up and adopted by the oh, best mama birds. Nice. <laughs> so that helps a lot. So I met a lot of people through them as well. But uh, yeah, it's just like I said before, there's room for everybody in sex work. So to find the good hearted people that are ready to embrace you and help build you up makes it so much fun like I can't wait until we get recess back we can all go outside again <laughs> me and my girls are all gonna get an Airbnb we're gonna have so much fun <laughs> uh yeah I have a feeling that there's gonna be some really interesting uh after times porn you know like just at the beginning of quarantine we saw some interesting porn with like full body suits and there there's you know oh, masks about that right <laughs> like the idea of seeing new content with people together especially more than two people together as soon as I can line up a bukkake scene it's going down <laughs> I want everyone's fluids on me fuck it uh, <laughs> hashtag goals <laughs> If that sounds like a joke, it's not. <laughs> hey, we've all got our own goals and dreams. I mean, I've, I've definitely, oh God, I can't even pick one. My mind just started going to all the fantasies that I want to play out once this is done. I was having a lot of fun with harem life before the pandemic started and before Matthew and I figured out we were in love and shit. Like, <laughs> I was super lame. I was having so much fun. Like I, I had, I've had time periods in my life where people are like, how do you keep up with all of them? Well, someone will be like, how do you keep up with all these men? I'm like, well, it's more than just men, but I keep a very <laughs> detailed. Business. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> I tell, I was finally out like the last couple of years about being by, but I was like, I keep a really, really detailed Google calendar. And if that date Aww. doesn't make it on my Google calendar, it's not happening. Like sometimes it's a lunch date, sometimes it's a coffee date, sometimes it's a dinner date, sometimes it's a fuck date. But yeah, yeah I wish I was that organized. What's your sign? I'm a Capricorn. Okay, that explains it. Of course, you have a I calendar. Uh, <laughs> yep. Okay, that's why I can't be like you. Got it. Hi, <laughs> Bay. Yeah. Bay ass. I'm a boss bitch. That's right. You know, but I admire I, it. I'm just jealous. But I have, I have had to let go a lot of the type A stuff. Like it wasn't serving me well. I just, that was like the dark side of the Capricorn was the type A stuff. I've had to learn to, to moderate it. And my chart is all air and water. I don't even know what it would be like to be a type A person for a day. Uh, I'm a like triple Capricorn. I have four Aquarius placements. <laughs> I'm in Aquarius, Sun, Mercury, Mars, and Venus. Well, speaking of that, we really should do your tarot reading. Yes. I do a one card draw for folks. Already shuffled for you and already cut it before we got started. So um, actually, I cut it like right when we were getting started. So I was focusing on an intention for you. Man, we didn't even finish talking about our mutual lover. Oh, and we didn't. We didn't get to talk about our... um, mutual lover oh my gosh maybe we need to backtrack for that I know I feel like we need to do a part two uh, we can talk about him real quick no I so I started following you on Twitter I don't know earlier this year well 2020 not 2021 because we're in 2021 it was yeah 2020 for sure 
And it was just because of some other people that I saw, like someone had retweeted him. I was like, I looked at your page. I was like, this bitch is really fucking funny. (laughs) I appreciate a funny woman on Twitter. I just love finding new people on Twitter to follow. And again, back in my harem life, uh, before Matthew and I were like that, I had a lover who was like talking about like this, you know, like fun, you know, friend of his and your times that he'd had. And then he and I aren't, aren't seeing each other anymore. Pandemic life was more of like, the, the impetus for me being more monogamous right now. Um, it's just more about like waiting until things, you know, are better. Uh, yeah, I feel that. But, but yeah, he and I stayed friends. And then all of a sudden one day, as I see he's doing OnlyFans and everything and being really successful with it. And I'm looking at things. I'm like, wait a second, do I know her? And then I finally fucking made the connection that it was you. <laughs> it's little old me. Yeah, how did you find out that we were Pogo Pals? Um, <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Um, should we use his? Did we already use his name? Donnie Aranya? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, he's going to come on anyway. So, yeah. Um, he and I have known each other since I was 20. We've had a long sexual history together. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really remember how it happened. I think one day we were hanging out and he said something about, oh, this woman I'm seeing, or this woman I used to see, she's a sex coach. She does this. I was like, what is her name? <laughs> and he said, oh, oh, this is her name. And I was like, uh, yeah, I know exactly who that is. We are mutuals on Twitter. And I've like had conversations with her in the DMs. Like I, she's fully a cyber friend at this point. Hell yes. Hell yes. And he was like, no way. You guys would get along great. <laughs> well, duh, because we already do. Obviously. Oh so um, funny he's a he is a great guy he is going to be on the show he's agreed to be on the show I can't wait but to like that. uh he told me that you know when I, when I put two and two together because he's like yeah you, she, she follows you on Twitter you guys follow each other I was like who and he said your chaotic girlfriend I was like oh oh okay yeah he's like yeah it was funny I was telling her how we, we used to see each other and she asked me like so what happened did you just uh do what you always do and decide you wanted to be such a, a big fucking slut you couldn't handle it and like you just had to like fuck everything that moves and he was like yep, yep oh basically. man he really called me out like that I, that's exactly what I said like verbatim <laughs> hey like no said, judgment for people that time. want to like fuck all the time and, and do all like if if we didn't if you don't want to be with one person don't if we didn't have the pandemic, I would be sleeping with more than one person. Like Matthew and I love each other, but we are in an open relationship. And a lot of it is just because of like the safety thing. We're just yeah. wanting to make sure we stay healthy. And we don't get other people sick. Yeah, absolutely. But that's not to say that people producing content together right now aren't also taking their health and other people's health seriously. Of course. There's plenty of people out there who, you know, like they know their circle you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You're either like, I mean, I've made collaborative content since. So mm-hmm. no judgment here. Yeah, exactly. We're exactly. all doing our best. I, I kind of wish I had figured out OnlyFans a little bit better. I think I could have had a lot of fun with it. I kind of wanted to treat it as a way for me to play out some of my exhibitionist that I've got in me. Yeah. I, can't I, love just, that. I can't just like go anywhere right now and like have my man fuck me. Right. Like, but having you could go live on OnlyFans. 
Exactly. Man, the few times we tried to live stream on OnlyFans, just sitting there like dressed up. Nobody, like we got a few chats, but like nobody took us up on it. And that was the, then that was the disappointment was like, okay, we got all ready and we were sitting here and like, it's not like we were skipping out and going to dinner and a movie to right. sit at home and live stream on OnlyFans. But like, that's when it really starts to feel like work though, is whenever you like put in all this effort and see little to no returns, it's just like, well, the fuck was all that for? <laughs> oh, it was just because we hadn't found our fan base yet. You know, mm-hmm. we hadn't found our thing, but then like, then I just realized there's plenty of people out there who were doing a really good job at this and I'm sucking at it. And I, okay, here's my type A personality. I'd rather do it right than not do it at all. There's no right way though. I know, but I felt like compared to like all these other women who I was watching, like they're doing such a good job and I suck. I have nights like that. I, there are still nights where like, I'll get in my feelings about something and I'll be scrolling my feed of all my beautiful, amazing friends that make content. And I'm just like, why am I even trying like I will never look like that I'll never make content that looks like that but you really can't do that because the people that are interested in the people that are following you like are there for you so you're already what they want and there are more of them they just have to find you (laughs) you can't true you can't compare and get yourself down like that so true. I admit, I definitely am There's somebody who falls victim to comparison. You're right. You're right. And I, I totally feel that when it comes to like other people, like, yeah, let's do all this together. But then, yeah, I do sort of get the like, oh, but am I as good as everybody else? Like, it's the only child thing maybe in me. I got to fight, but. God, are we literally the same person? Are you an only child too? I am the youngest of my moms by 20 plus years. And I'm my dad's only child. So, so you're basically an only. Yes. 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 <laughs> Spoiled brat. <laughs> uh, spoiled brat with big tits. That's why Johnny and Rania likes fucking us. That's exactly <laughs> right. And a lot of other people do too. Actually. That's right, actually. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I just, I wanted to have someone on here who has sort of had to, not had to, but who has made this transition and has been more, more public about it. Like you didn't, yes, you do have like your alternate Twitter pages, but your main Twitter page stayed like you just evolved you yes. didn't you know try to hide anything you are like this is me like love it or shove it yeah I don't know if a lot you. of people would advise doing it that way but that's what I did yes <laughs> that's working out I like it I like the connection to the people that follow me and engage with me on Twitter and OnlyFans I think it's a lot of fun I like just to be myself get people horny about it perfect there's no other way to be i love it so all right well you pulled the king of earth so these are italian erotic tarot cards since we're on zoom i can show it to you there so she has long black hair and she's wearing like a white short dress and thigh high pantyhose um she's got like a wizard or kind of like a priest See how he's got like the frock on, sort of like a priest in the roots here. Oh, I was getting Slenderman vibes. Oh yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, very Slenderman. He's got like a stick that he's pulling her dress up behind her. She's at the edge of uh, the edge of the water, and she's got a stick in her hand as well. She's tapping it into the water, and she's looking right at the viewer. But yeah, he's looking down, trying to like pull her skirt up behind her and, and look at her butt. What does it mean? So the king. Let's see. Let me get my little book here. 
but hey, I will see here. The earth suit is about the instinct. It corresponds to the suit of pentacles, which is the sense of touch and the physical and material sphere. The earth governs the body and our knowledge of it and also the instincts and sensations with, uh, sorry, which this knowledge brings about. It's also the relationship with the self and one's inner being. So the king is a tradesman. It's about human ambition, practical intelligence, and success. Astrological meaning is Taurus. Uh, it's about determination, independence, and stability. That's the goal, baby. Hell yeah. You know, a lot of what you're doing here right now with your life is completely independent. You've got no master telling you what to do. You know, you Usually. may take requests occasionally, but you're in charge. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so how can people find your pages? How do they get a hold of you? They can follow me on Twitter. It's at your, you are chaotic GF. Uh, my OnlyFans is the exact same. So pretty easy to find me. Perfect. And I'm pretty active on both platforms at all hours of the night. <laughs> I can attest to that, but I have my nights where I'm like up at 3 a.m. and I'm like, what's, what's going on on Twitter? Like, oh, Lindsay oh, and, up, and there's your chaotic girlfriend. And back to talking about Johnny again, I had questioned him once if he saw a tweet that I posted and he did it and I pretended to be mad about it because, you know, brat. And he was like, how the fuck do you expect me to know when you're going to tweet? He's like, sometimes you don't tweet all day. Sometimes you're up at four in the morning tweeting 60 minutes or 60 tweets an hour. What do you want from me? <laughs> he was actually probably way nicer about it than that. But yeah, I mean, there's a reason <laughs> chaos is built into the brand. <laughs> I'm all over the place all the on time. On brand, on brand. On brand, 100% of the time. All right. Well, Dr. Girlfriend, thank you so much for being on Keep Them Coming. As you get out there and you help other people keep themselves coming. That's the goal. That's the job. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome back anytime. Oh, please have me back. I will. I will. Thanks for listening to Keep Them Coming with Open the Doors Coaching. Please rate, subscribe, and share this podcast and check the show notes for stuff we talked about during the episode. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Clubhouse, and TikTok, but visit my website if you want more information about me and my coaching services. You can join my safe for work or not safe for work email list, which I call the Dirty Bird. If you want less censored content about sex and relationships and want to know what I'm up to, please subscribe to that list. Send me an email, Kristen at Open the Doors Coaching, if you have a question, want to book a session, or want more information on my upcoming workshops. My theme song is original music by M. Kusa. Until next time.